the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The key, listen to me, give me your attention, please. The key to lifting yourself out of the pit of your problems and the pit of discouragement and self-pity is to minister to others. Minister to others. Get your eyes off of self and focus on others and look for ways to minister to others. Have you ever felt down, discouraged, a lack of hope, or even flat-out depressed? Of course you have. You're human, just like the rest of us. As common as these emotions can be, the rather uncommon suggestion is to focus on others rather than your own miseries. In today's message, Pastor Dan will teach you about one of the most powerful ways to fight a heavy heart. In his study, you'll learn how investing your time and energy on others is one of the quickest remedies to a heart weighed down by woes. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 39 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Remember back in chapter 39 when Potiphar's wife accused Joseph, it says that Potiphar became angry, but I pointed out that it doesn't tell us with whom Potiphar became angry. Was he angry with Joseph or was he angry with his wife because he knew his wife was making a false accusation against Joseph? Potiphar was the chief executioner, but instead of putting Joseph to death, he put him into the royal prison. And here we see that Potiphar puts Joseph in charge of the butler and the baker, which demonstrates that Potiphar still trusted Joseph and his ability. So it it appears that Potiphar knew the accusations against Joseph weren't really true. So he put the butler and the baker, in Joseph's care. And it says that Joseph served them. And it says they were in custody for a while. Now watch what Joseph does in verse 5. Then the the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, they had a dream, both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with its own interpretation And Joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them, and he saw that they were sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, why do you look so sad today? Now, the word sad here, it it means distraught. And so the butler and the baker were were distraught because of their dreams. and, And Joseph noticed that the butler and the baker were 
were sad, that they looked distraught, that they looked upset. And so here, listen. And so Joseph sought to minister to them. Now, Joseph himself was dealing with some pretty intense emotions because of his own circumstances. In fact, if you look down in in verse 14, verse 14, Joseph says to the butler who is going to be released and restored back to his position as butler, he says to him in verse 14, but remember me when it is well with you and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. For indeed, I was stolen away. I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews. And also I have done nothing here that they should put me into this dungeon. Joseph says, get me out of here. He says, I I was kidnapped from my homeland and brought down here to Egypt. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm, I'm innocent. You've got to get me out of here. Once you're back with Pharaoh, you've got to help me. Joseph was distraught too. There were things in his own life personally that were very distressing. Then over in chapter 41, if you look over in chapter 41, after Joseph rises to power in Egypt. Spoiler alert, he's going to rise to power. He gets married. He has two children. And look what he names his two children. Chapter 41, verse 51. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Then verse 52 And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Joseph toiled and he was afflicted by the circumstances of his life. And and yet, when he saw that the butler and the baker were distraught, he sought to minister to them. He sought to minister to them. When, when, we are, when we are suffering and we're going through a very emotionally intense time, we can easily become self-absorbed and focused on ourselves and our circumstances and how we feel. But instead of being self-absorbed, Joseph sought to minister to others. He he wasn't so consumed with his own problems that that he didn't see the needs of others. He's got a lot of things going on in his life. Hard things, difficult things, painful things, hurtful things. and, And yet, he still attempts to minister to others that he sees that need ministry. That are in trouble. The key, listen to me, give me your attention, please. The key to lifting yourself out of the pit of your problems and the pit of discouragement and self-pity is to minister to others. Minister to others. Get your eyes off of self and focus on others and look for ways to minister to others. If you stay focused on self, you will stay in the pit. 
And some people stay in that pit for years and decades, just focused on themselves and what has happened to them. You have to minister to others. And and it can be as simple as, as looking for people around you who seem to be troubled or struggling and just asking, how are you doing? You look distraught today. Is everything okay? Can, can I help you in, in any way? That's what Joseph does. He, he asks, why do you look so sad today? You know, we have uh, several home groups meeting across the area. And most of our home groups are studying the book of Colossians right now. Uh, and Colossians is one of Paul's prison epistles. Uh, And it's called a prison epistle because Paul wrote Colossians while he was in prison, along with Ephesians, Philippians, and Philemon. So even while Paul was in prison, he was still ministering to others. He couldn't go to them, so he wrote them. He ministered to people through letters. And, and the letters that Paul wrote from prison, they're, they're full of encouragement. They exalt Jesus Christ. They exalt the gospel. And Paul hardly mentions that he's in prison. You've got to read him pretty carefully to even realize he's writing from prison. You'd think that if you were writing a letter from prison, it'd be all about you in prison, right? Like how terrible it is, how awful it is. You're stuck in this prison. The food is, is lousy. My bed's uncomfortable. And, and just, you know, all, just all about your troubles. But when you read Paul's letters, he doesn't mention his troubles. It's all about ministering to others in those letters. And encouraging others in the faith. Paul focused on ministering to others while he was in a very difficult time personally. And of course, Jesus is our ultimate example. Jesus ministered to others. His whole life was about ministering to others. But especially in his death while Jesus was on the cross, he was still ministering to others. He's praying For those who are mocking him, saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He he asks the Apostle John to take care of his mother. He, He ministers to the thief on the cross next to him, encouraging him, saying, Today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus ministered to others in the midst of great personal pain and suffering. He's still other centered even as he's being crucified. Ministering to others is the key to overcoming self and overcoming the the discouragement and the despair that we can have in life because of the things that have happened to us. That's what Joseph did here by asking, hey, why do you look so sad today? And, And listen, listen to this, listen to this. Joseph didn't know it at the time, but asking that one question is going to change his life. Asking that one question will lead directly to his release from prison and his rise to the second most powerful position in Egypt. 
There is a direct line you can draw in Joseph's life between ministering to others and God's blessings. And and listen to me, ministering to others will lead to God's blessings. You'll be blessed. God will bless you. you. You may not become the second most powerful person in Egypt, but God will bless you as you minister to others. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, he'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. So he asked them, why do you look so sad today? Look at verse 8. And they said to him, well, we we each have had a dream and there's no interpreter of it. So Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. The, the, The Egyptians, the way that they would interpret dreams is they had priests that would interpret dreams for them. And these priests had had books uh, that they would use, kind of like dream interpretation manuals, where they could look things up and reference in these books to, to help them to interpret the meaning of, of the dream. Uh, archaeologists have actually found some of these dream manuals from ancient Egypt. And, and so the butler and the baker say, well, we've each had a dream, but there's, there's no interpreter. In their minds, there's, there's no way interpret, to interpret the dreams without the priest and without the manuals. But Joseph said to them, well, do not interpretations belong to God? Can't God tell you the interpretation? And so he says, tell them to me, please. Now, just as a little side note here, if you remember years before, like 10 years before this, Joseph himself had a couple dreams. Remember, he dreamed that his brothers would bow down to him one day. And those dreams that Joseph had, they got him in the situation that he's in now. His brothers sold him into slavery because of those dreams. And so Joseph's personal experience with dreams was negative, but that didn't sour him on God speaking through dreams. He still believed that God can speak through dreams. Joseph's past experience didn't cause him to just completely reject it. Say, hey, you don't want to have anything to do with those dreams. Those dreams are, will get you in all kinds of trouble. Just forget about the dreams that you had. Just because somebody has had a bad experience in the past with maybe a church or some Christian or something, you shouldn't reject the whole thing. You shouldn't throw it all out. Joseph said, hey, maybe God's trying to speak to you through these dreams. Tell me the dreams. So then the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, Well, behold, in my dream, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches. It was as though it budded, it blossoms, shot forth, and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, and I pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said to him, well, this is the interpretation of it. God immediately gives Joseph the interpretation of the dream. 
And Joseph's not, a, not an Egyptian priest. He doesn't have one of the manuals. He just has the Lord. The Lord tells him the meaning of it. This is the interpretation. He says the three branches are three days. Now within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. Is this what the dream means in three days? You're going to be restored back as Pharaoh's butler, as you were before. And then in verse 14 again, But remember me when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh, and get me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away, I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews. And also I have done nothing here that they should put me into this this dungeon. Now, if you're a note taker, I want you to note here in verse 14, 15 that Joseph calls the land of Canaan the land of the Hebrews. He understands that God gave that land to Abraham and his descendants. There's a war going on over that right now, of who that land belongs to. And again, he says to the butler, get, get me out of here. Speak to Pharaoh on my behalf. See, see what you can do for me. I'm innocent. You got to help me. And maybe the butler said to Joseph, you, you bet I will. As soon as I get back to work, I'll talk to Pharaoh for you. We'll get you out of this. We'll get this all straightened out. You've got my word on it. You'll be hearing from me by this time next week. I'll be back in touch with you. Ever have someone say something like that and make all kinds of promises to you and then you never hear from them again and you realize they're just a lying liar, you know? (laughs) know, Psalm 118 verse 8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. And Joseph's interpretation sounded so good that now the baker shares his dream. Well, hey, I had a dream too. And when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also was in my dream. And in my dream, there were three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh. And the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. And so Joseph answered, And said, well, this is the interpretation of it. Again, God immediately gives him the interpretation. Don't need the priest. Don't need the ritual. Don't need the manuals. You just need the Holy Spirit. And he says, the three baskets, they're three days. And I'm sure the baker was like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, three days, okay. And within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head. From you. I'm sorry, did you say lift off your head? It sounded like you said lift off your head. Did you mean to say lift up your head? He'll lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh from you. <laughs> so the baker will be beheaded, and then his headless carcass will be hung on a tree, literally a pole. For the birds to eat his flesh. 
I actually have a picture of you for you of a carcass. Somebody, hey, wake up. I, I think he's going to show a picture of a corpse on a pole. Now, we have to appreciate Joseph's willingness to state the truth when he's talking about judgment. Joseph doesn't water it down or compromise the truth, even when it's, it's, it's unpleasant to deliver. You know, the truth is there is a judgment. The truth is there is a hell. The truth is there is eternal damnation. And the truth is hell is a place of torment for those who have rejected the salvation that Jesus Christ offers. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only way to escape God's judgment. That's not my opinion. That's what the Bible says clearly, plainly. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 12, it says, He who has the Son has life, meaning eternal life, and he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. It's pretty plain. And, and so, in, in a way, everyone is either like the butler or the baker. Well, what do you mean? Well, the butler's life is spared and the baker is judged. And you've either put your trust in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and you have eternal life or you haven't put your trust in Jesus Christ and you're under God's judgment. Those are the only two categories. There's not a third category. You're either like the butler or you're like the baker. You're either saved through Jesus Christ or you're not saved. And you're facing God's judgment. So verse 20 now. Now it came to pass on the third day. Which was Pharaoh's birthday. That he made a feast for all his servants. And he lifted up the head of the chief butler. And the chief baker among his servants. And then he restored the chief butler. To his butlership again. And he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Look at verse 23. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Joseph was forgotten by the butler, but not forgotten by God. Not forgotten by God. God never forgets you. The Bible says his thoughts of you are more than can be numbered. You're you're always on his mind. He's always thinking about you. And Jesus promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Now, Now, people might forget us. And people might disappoint us. And people might let us down. But listen, Jesus never will. Jesus will never let you down. Jesus will never fail you. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, to us. People may fail us, Lord, and let us down, but we're thankful that you never never do. You are faithful. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. We're thankful that you are always the same yesterday, today and forever. 
And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.